0: What's happening, Far, Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this hump day? Yep, we are halfway to the weekend. And I definitely needed to hurry up and get here because I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I feel like hot garbage this morning. That's one of the reasons that we are going to get right to the story. But not the only reason. First, because I feel like crap. And the second is I want to find out what's happening. Does Bane take out Lachia or does he let her live? But the only way we're going to find out is if we get to the next part of the story. And how do we do that? By dropping the Intro <laughs> What well do you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and you're ready to
1: flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and well, let the force be the course of where we go. And we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what our Vader has to say. We would be honest if you would be joining us. Bane's mind flashed back to his first encounter with Kaleeb on Ambria. The healer had stood before him as Lucia did now, utterly defiant, despite the knowledge he was no match for a Sith Lord. Yet Kaleeb had known he had something Bane needed. Lucia could make no such claim. There was nothing to stop him from extinguishing her life in a single instant. He began to gather the dark side, the power slowly building. But before he could unleash it, he was hit by a wall of thunderous force... ...rolling out from a corridor to his left. Instinctively, he threw up a defensive shield, absorbing the blow. Despite this, he was slammed against the opposite wall, knocking the breath from his lungs. Lucia was not so fortunate. Unable to call upon the Force to protect herself, she was sent careering down the corridor, flipping and twisting. Her skull smashed against the stone half a dozen times as her body ricocheted off the walls and ceiling, reducing it to a bloody, misshapen mess. Her corpse finally tumbled to a stop 30 meters away, where the hall made an abrupt 90-degree turn. Bane was back on his feet in an instant, turning to face his foe. You couldn't bring yourself to kill her, Xana said, her voice filled with contempt. You've become weak. No wonder you tried to violate the rule of two. She was standing with her double-bladed lightsaber drawn. The hilt grasped firmly in her hand. Her arm was extended, holding the weapon out in front of her the Twin Blades horizontal to the floor. It was a defensive posture, one meant to guard against a sudden attack from an armed opponent. He realized Xana didn't know that he hadn't found his lightsaber yet. I have lived by the principles of the Rule of Two ever since I created it, Bane replied. Everything I have done has been in accordance with its teachings. Xana shook her head. I know you went to Praketh. I know you went after Andeddu's holocron. I know you were searching for the secret of eternal life. I did that out of necessity. I taught you everything I knew about the dark side. I waited years for you to challenge me, but you were content to toil in my shadow, to remain an apprentice until the ravages of age robbed me of my power. All thoughts of Lucia were gone, swept away along with the memories of his past life. The only thing he cared about was this confrontation for he knew the fate of the Sith hinged on the outcome. You are unworthy of becoming the Master, Xana. That was why I went to Brackith. No, Xana said, her voice calm and cold. You won't turn this back on me. You said you were training me so that I would one day succeed you. You said it was my destiny to become the Master. Now you want to live forever. You want to cling to the mantle of Dark Lord of the Sith and deny me what is mine! That mantle must be earned, Bane countered. You wanted to wait, to take it by default. You taught me patience, she reminded him. You taught me to bide my time. Not in this, Bane shouted. Only the strongest has the right to rule the Sith. The title of Dark Lord must be seized, wrenched from the all-powerful grasp of the Master. That is why I'm here, Xana said with a grim smile. I have found an apprentice of my own. I am ready to embrace my destiny. Do you really believe you can defeat me? Bane let his right hand drop to his hip, fainting, as if he was preparing to draw his lightsaber. His only chance to survive was to somehow trick her into backing down. Xana's eyes flickered, drawn by the subtle motion. He kept his hand open, his massive palm completely covering the place where she would normally be able to see the hilt of his lightsaber clipped to his belt. With his mind, he tried to project an image of his hook-handled weapon resting just beneath his empty fingers. His apprentice didn't move. She stayed in her defensive stance, her brow furrowing as she weighed her chances. Then her gaze fell on Bane's left hand, quivering ever so slightly with one of the uncontrollable tremors. You allowed yourself to be captured by mercenaries, she said, slowly twirling her weapon and taking a confident step forward. Bane held his ground. Clenching the fingers of his left hand so that they dug into the palm, stilling the tremor. You couldn't bring yourself to kill the woman who stood in your way. She took another step toward him, casually tossing her lightsaber from one hand to the other. Had Bane been armed, it would have been the perfect opening to launch a sudden attack. When he failed to do so, she tilted her head back and laughed. <laughs> You even let yourself get trapped in these halls without your lightsaber. She took another step forward, and Bane responded by taking several steps back. The double-bladed lightsaber began to pick up speed, slicing the air in quick circular patterns. She had one final thing to say before she launched herself at him. Your time is over, Bane. Sarah stood as if she was paralyzed, her finger hovering just above the button that would confirm the stone prison self-destruct sequence and initiate the destruction of the facility and everyone in it. She had been standing in this exact position for several minutes, unable to push the button. Do it! Who cares about Lucia? She betrayed you, do it! The princess took a deep breath, then let her hand fall. But instead of hitting confirm, she pressed the key marked cancel. There was a soft beep, and the glowing keyboard became dark as it powered down. She couldn't do it. As much as she didn't want the prisoner to escape, she simply couldn't bring herself to condemn Lucia to death. The older woman had been more than her bodyguard. She had been Sarah's confidant and closest friend. Whatever she did, there must have been a reason, and she owed it to her friend to find out what that reason was. Leaving the small confines of the emergency control room behind her, Sarah headed back out into the hall. With the alarms ringing, there was no need to worry about the sound of her footsteps giving away her position. She set off in a brisk jog, making her way back up the long hall toward the cells where the prisoner had been held in search of her friend. He's looking for you, and he won't need to hear your footsteps to hunt you down. Do you really think you can find Lucia before he finds you? The princess understood the risk, but she had already lost her husband and her father. She wasn't about to lose her best friend, too even if that meant confronting the monster from her nightmares one more time. Winding her way through the corridors of the complex, she headed back to where the iktochi had first told her of Lucia's betrayal. Before she got there, however, she saw a body lying up ahead, crumpled against the wall where the passage bent around a sharp corner. No. She whispered under her breath as she broke into a run. No! She recognized Lucia's body long before she crouched down before her, Her arms and legs jutted out at bizarre angles. The bones snapped clean through. These injuries were nothing compared with the trauma that had been inflicted to her face and skull. As Sarah knelt over her friend's corpse, she didn't cry any tears, however. Instead of grief, she felt only a strange numbness fall across her mind
0: that turned out a lot different than I thought. I thought Bane would have taken Lucia out but he didn't even get the chance because as he built up his power Xana shows up and tries to kill them both. She throws a super force push at them. Bane was able to put up a force barrier to protect himself but Lucia wasn't so lucky. She flew down the hallway smacking her against every wall. This is when Xana and Bane have their back and forth arguing about who should rule the sis. Xana knows that he has on dead of but he tells her that she has been waiting too long waiting to win by default. Bane is stalling because he doesn't have his lightsaber. But Xana figures out he doesn't have it. And then right here, for some odd reason, it jumps to Sarah. Which makes me a little bit mad. I want to know what Bane does. How does he get out of this situation? But anyway, Sarah can't hit the button and blow up the prison. So she goes and looks for Lucia When she finds her mangled body, she just goes numb. And that's where this part comes to an end. Once again, we are left not knowing. So you will have to tune in tomorrow to find out what happens next. We hope to see you there.